All right, special episode of the 14th Floor Fantasy Football Podcast. We're calling this the Breaking News Friday. So Breaking News Friday. There we go. There we go. That's the old breaking news. So uh, last night's Thursday night's game between uh, the very own Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, the Cleveland Brownies ended in an unfortunate brawl, very unfortunate incident. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's all over the news these days. Uh, The suspensions and fines were just handed down. Uh, First and foremost, the fines. uh, Both organizations were fined $250,000. That's like eight cents to you and me. Uh, Absolute joke there. Uh, NFL, good job on doing nothing to the teams. Well done. Uh, and then uh, suspensions are as follows for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, center Marquise Pouncey is, is suspended for three games. Uh, from the Cleveland Brown side, Larry Ogunjobi, something or other, uh, defensive lineman. I'm not sure who he is. He came in late and pushed Mason Rudolph one game suspension. And the biggest one, obviously, Miles Garrett uh, suspended indefinitely. Uh, the early reports I'm seeing say that will be a minimum of six games. He'll be done for the rest of the year, no matter what. Uh, and uh, he'll have to apply for reinstatement next season. So that's what I'm hearing. That's what's going on right now. Breaking news podcast. As you hear, I'm not alone. I've I brought in my NFL expert because uh, he's basically the only guy I know who's been in the NFL or received a paycheck from the NFL. Uh, Jabari's back with us at the podcast. So <laughs> thanks for joining us again here Friday on a, on a breaking news Friday. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, I just want to clarify a paycheck was extremely small. <laughs> Uh, and I have nothing to show for it, um, you know, Jeff for a cup of coffee. But uh, thanks for having me. And it's an interesting topic. When uh, when you approached me, Jason, about talking about this, um, I didn't even think about the podcast in terms of speaking about it. But I definitely have had uh, a, a waves of emotion and thought about this whole thing um, that may uh, contradict some of the popular opinion. Um, it may be in line with what some other people are thinking. Um, but uh, it's definitely interesting to see it happen and unfold today. All right, so so let's dig into that, right? Brother in arms, uh, defensive defensive player, right? Correct. Um, you know, we've talked about this, right? These are these are big fellows moving at very fast speeds, mm-hmm. right? And 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 obviously, there's a lot of motion in this game, right? There, there there definitely is. And I think reading the statements, even even Miles Garrett said, "Lost my cool, lost mm-hmm. motion, got the better of me." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Pouncey said something to the effect of blackout mode, just got mm-hmm. into protection mode. It, it's emotional. There's no doubt, right? These right. are the, you know, uh, Pouncey's a reaction while you shouldn't stomp on anyone ever for any reason. And I understand also trying to protect his guy when he saw things going very south. So, all right. So let's talk about it. Let's dig in. I mean, geez, Louise. So, so you first see the the swing pass go out, Mm -hmm. right? And then Garrett hits and takes Mason Rudolph to the ground. Mm -hmm. I I, I could, you could borderline say that was late. Didn't need to take him to the ground. The pass was already out. He may be able to pull up. Would, Would we agree on that statement? No. No. Okay. Right. You, you so, think he was moving fast enough where he really didn't have the opportunity to, to pull off? Well, not necessarily fast enough. So, so there's some there's some background to this. So, as it relates, so you got a rivalry game. Okay. You got a game in which the Steelers are generally the big brother in this Fair game, enough. right? So the Browns themselves are completely amped that they're even up. They're at home. They're up. You know, they're they're trying to. Revamp the second half of your season, et cetera. Yeah. And it's last final seconds, clear Correct. win for the Browns. Correct. Clear win for the Browns. But the Steelers also know it's a clear win. And the Steelers also are calling timeouts. Okay. I'm, I'm still giving this from a decent perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Steelers are also calling timeouts. The Steelers are also engaging in formations and changing personnel. The Steelers also are still giving the appearance that they want to play football. 
right? Fair enough. There's a minute and a half, two minutes to go, something in that perspective. And now when the Browns defensive players and in a larger scope, the defense coordinator head coach see that, if you if you recall the game, they're like, oh, you guys still want to play? So they're dialing up blitzes. Um, you got A-gap blitzes from linebackers. You got uh, defensive ends going hard, getting heavy upfield. I mean, people are still, you know, the Steelers are still playing. They're still playing football. So it's hard to turn that switch off and on based on the offense's perspective of when you should stop. Got it. So nice. Miles Garrett is coming off the end. When you're coming off the end, you can't see anything past that lineman until you turn the corner. When you turn the corner, you see the quarterback, you're grappling. Once you engage, as Miles Garrett, Garrett engaged, to stop and pull up, A, is an unnatural movement, and B, uh, you know, can be harmful or hurtful to yourself. You're, you have about two tons of human around you. Yeah, oh yeah. So you still want to be in a mode where you're finishing the football play. Quarterbacks will always take offense to that, and they especially take offense to that in today's current NFL where the expectation is that they will not be hit. protected. Okay, so 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 there's some question whether it was the hit was late, anything like that. He was not he was not flagged for the hit. There was no deem. I mean, obviously the fracas, you know, ensued before uh, the refs could really do anything with that. We'll get to the refs in a little bit here. Right. Uh, but anyway, so then we can both agree that when they were on the ground, th- there was some shenanigans by both. And and I will say Mason Rudolph definitely was was it was in the wrong there as well. I I, I saw I don't know maybe an eye gouge. He definitely went to the mask. Maybe trying to go to an eye gouge. Mm-hmm. And then as he, they were splitting apart, uh, I definitely saw a kicking motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have mm-hmm. been to a knee, could have been to a more sensitive area, and we'll leave it at that. Correct. Uh, so, it's, so there was definitely some emotions running high there. Extremely high. You got two extremely young players. I think that gets lost in this whole sauce as well. I believe Mason Rudolph is 23-24. Miles Garrett is 23 years old. So you got young players out there um, who are going to be a part of this robbery, in theory, for years and years and years to come. Um well, you know, they're out there being emotional. Mason Rudolph has equally as much fault up until the point of the obviously egregious action because as a defensive player also, and this is just in anything in life, you know, if you want to if you want to play that game, if you want to, like, step up like a tough guy, somebody's going to treat you like a tough guy. And quarterbacks don't always like that. That's fair enough. Um, and Mason Rudolph definitely gave that impression that he got himself in a situation that he necessarily couldn't kind of get himself out of. But that still doesn't absolve Miles Garrett of the ultimate action. Oh, all right. And then, so obviously, everyone knows what goes on from there. A helmet gets ripped off, swung, hits Mason Rudolph in the head. That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about, the inexcusable action. For some reason, you haven't seen this. Um, you know, and then Marquise Pouncey comes in and goes all Lakewood on him and, uh, you know, absolutely goes crazy. So, so all right. So, so that's the incident. That's the recap. That's the hot take from you. Let's get your overall feelings. What do you feel about the suspension? Where's where's your head at? You know, I, we we were going to do this anyway in the hall. We were going to have mm-hmm. the water cooler talk. Why mm-hmm. not let it let the podcast here? Where, where's your take? Where's All your right. head? Broad scheme. Everybody should be suspended. Define everybody. We'll define everybody. Mason Rudolph, Miles Garrett, uh, the lineman who pushed Mason Rudolph, Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro. Oh, DeCastro. All should be suspended. Why DeCastro? He he looked like he was trying to be the peacekeeper. Uh, or is there something I didn't see go on? I, I disagree. I've been in that situation before. You're not trying to be the peacekeeper. You're essentially... Um, Bodyguard? How about that? You're essentially uh, holding, waiting on reinforcements. Okay, fair enough. Um, linemen are a different breed, for better or worse. And one of my good friends is a former NFL lineman. They immediately go into, as Pouncey said, protect mode. And although DeCastro didn't throw a punch, his intent was not to, hey, let me just break this up, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
So I think everyone should have been suspended because, A, in that situation also, you're making Garrett defenseless. If you're holding him down and Mason Rudolph could be coming at him, if he doesn't swing that helmet, Mason Rudolph's coming at him, Ponce's coming at him, the entire O-line and the entire team's coming at him. So, again, I know that perspective might be jaded. Okay. And the Castro might be on the outside looking in, but I think everybody should have got a significant fine and or suspension. Okay. What I do not agree with is this optic issue. So for me, this is all about optics for the NFL. The flat case is that football and NFL football is a barbaric sport. When I was growing up, and Jason, you're about the same age, there was literally tapes that you would put into a VHS recorder, and it was in 30 minutes of people just getting annihilated. Oh, well, there was that. The NFL sold the pictures of uh, James Harrison basically ending someone's career. Correct. Or Jack Tatum. Yeah. Who, when I was a much lighter and a defensive back, paralyzed the guy. Yeah, um, so the NFL's fan base is not it's not it's set on the barbaricism of football. Football is one of the last outside of you know boxing or, or UFC. I mean, it's a gladiator sport. So to be appalled when these players show this level of aggression to me is kind of it's kind of contradictory. Um, was Miles Garrett wrong? Did he break an unwritten rule about swinging a helmet? Yes. Um, can I say what his mindset was when he's being surrounded by three, four, five other guys in white jerseys? No, I cannot say this. Henceforth, why I agree there should be a suspension, but to end the, effectively end the guy's season and then make him have to, for lack of a better term, come to this arbitrary figure, which happens to be the commissioner, and essentially plead his case to be allowed to make an income is just ridiculous to me. Everybody should have got a couple games. Sears, fine, going about their business. Even you think that even though Miles Garrett is a repeat offender, he's a troublemaker. I mean, he in 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 uh, threw a punch in, in week one this week, mm-hmm. or week week one of the year, threw a punch, mm-hmm. uh, late hit, flagrant late hit on Trevor Simeon week two. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he's a troublemaker as far. I mean, look, I know you know me. I'm a I, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I, mm-hmm. I have never mm-hmm. hid that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but. From the outside in, you know, something had to be done. I, I, I don't think two games would have been enough to change his behavior. This all goes back to the whole Vontez perfect. You know, when do you, when do you, when's enough enough for these guys? And what do you have to do to get their attention, especially as a 23 year old man or 22 or whatever it might be? Yeah, it's, to me, again, it's just very difficult. And I'm not going to be hit you with the old back in my day speech yeah. or that whole deal, but it's very difficult to change the rules on the fly. Um, What's considered a late hit now was not a late hit before. I'll give you an example. The rule went from if the quarterback throws the ball and you're in full motion, lay him out. Yeah. Then it went to if two steps. Then it went to don't hit him below the waist. Then it went to don't use your helmet as a weapon. Then it went to don't even push him. Right? It used to be you get there, you've done all this work to get there, you can't get there, he throws the ball a little bit before you get there, you give him a nice shove, knock him down. I mean, there's films of all the greats, Joe oh, Montana, yeah. John. Absolutely. Every time they threw a touchdown, they're on the ground, right? Yep. So, again, you're changing rules on the fly. So, again, what's deemed as a late hit now, back in the day, uh, that will get you a fine. Back in the day, might get you 15, maybe. Um, so, it's, it, to me, it's just very tough. So, to say he's a – I wouldn't categorize Miles Garrett as a dirty player. That punch incident, again, when you're when you're in the scrum, it's very tough. There, there are heinous acts. Yeah happening in there at all times. So, again, the repeat offender thing, I understand what people, the point people are making, I understand the point that you're making, but I don't know. So, again, six games, effectively six games, 
effectively uh, about 200 grand per game. The fine, which is still coming, which is undisclosed. Yep. He won't get that until Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, and then has to apply for reinstatement. That's just tough, especially yeah, when you got to leave. That should be rubber stamp. After they get six games, that should be rubber stamp. It should fine. be. All right. So, so I told you I had a hot take and a different a different opinion on this whole thing. Yes. So, so the the, the people I feel most culpable in this incident, mm-hmm. excluding Miles Garrett, Mar- Marquise Pouncey, forget that. For, forget those guys for a moment. I, I'm definitely not excusing them in any way. Mm-hmm. The referees in NFL headquarters let this game absolutely one thousand percent get out of control. And the fact that I, generic Steelers NFL fan, I will admit, Mm -hmm. I do not watch any games that are not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. I will watch the crawlers, watch the recaps just to do this podcast, help out from a fantasy standpoint. Mm -hmm. But I do not watch an NFL game from start to finish if it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mm -hmm. period. But I know the head of referees name is Al Riveron. Because he is so bad at his job, and the NFL referees are so bad at controlling the games, it got out of control. Case in point, how in how in any logical reasoning and rationale could Juju Smith-Schuster get hit not once but twice in the head to the point where he gets concussed and out of the game? It, it's not like he got the concussion falling to the ground and hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. It was from two grown men hitting him with the helmet. And there was zero penalty called. Now, I know there was a penalty called on uh, one of the linemen for hitting Rudolph late. Mm-hmm. So potentially they said, oh, well, we already called a 15-yarder. But and then later in the game, Deontay Johnson, he, he bleeding from the ears once again. It, it looked like the Browns, and I'm not going to say the Steelers because they were they were playing physical too, but it looked like the Browns were headhunting all game, and the referees did absolutely nothing about it. Absolutely not one thing. And Al Riveron, thankfully, after finally Deontay Johnson, the second wide receiver to have to finally get concussed and out of the game, called in and said, throw him out for targeting. Mm-hmm. This should have been handled a lot earlier in the game. This should have been taken to both sides. And, and candidly, there needs to be something not only done to the referees, but also to the head coaches. Because these coaches need to pull people aside and get the game under control. I, 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 I'm no fan of either of the two head coaches in this case. But why on earth did the referees let this game get out of the control? And I loved your point a little bit earlier about Steelers, you're down 14 with a minute to go. What in, are you thinking? And, and you have 100 yards of offense. What on earth are you doing playing it out? I mean, run it three times in the line and let's go home. Right. I, 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 it's just putting everybody in a bad situation. It, it, the refs, the, the head coaches need to be significantly sanctioned for this thing. And, and that's my personal opinion. My hot take, obviously, do not excuse any of the actions of the individuals on the field. But we would not have gotten to this point and that elevated of a situation if someone, some grown up, whether it's the referees, the head coaches or NFL overall, who can call in from New York and make corrections to the game would have done their job. So that's a great take. Uh, I actually agree with a lot of that. I will. Uh, I'll interject a few points. So the first thing you're going to stick up for your defensive boys. Nope. Every referee crew has a, has wants to set the tone. They set the tone long before the game even starts. My number was seven. I like to consider myself a bit of an enforcer. Hey, seven. Not gonna have any of this crap today. We're watching. Blah blah blah. Just down the third. Refs that referee AFC North games. If they don't set the tone early then an AFC North game is going to be an AFC North game. And I don't necessarily fault the Browns for coming in and saying, we're going to out-physical the Steelers today. We're going to – this is a young Steeler team. We're going to out-physical them. Whether that's to the whist- to, to the echo of the whistle, whether that's, you know, to, to the towing the absolute end of the line or not. 
you know, defensive backs, linebackers are at a extreme disadvantage, more disadvantage they've ever been in NFL history. Um, what uh, Demarius Randall, Pensacola kid, did oh, shout out Pensacola. There you go. Did can't go podcast um, without it. Can <laughs> did um, to Deontay Johnson again. You know, in the nineties, in the early two thousands. Oh, he wouldn't even cross. It wouldn't even have made a highlight. He'd, 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 be, of those he'd be all pro. Yep. Um, you're not allowed to set the tone. You're as the offender now. You're complete, completely reactive. And some guys are just willing to deal with the consequences of that. And some coaches yeah. are willing to deal with the consequences of that. The Cleveland Browns don't go into that game without one of this. Ending up with that tone without Freddie Kitchens saying this is the tone we're going to set. Uh, so, Freddie Kitchens lost control of that team. Right. And, and, and the story. Right. Tomlin is equally to fault for what I consider completely mismanaging the end of the game. Absolutely. There's not giving up on the game, and then there's being ridiculous. Um, and being ridiculous is lining up in five wides when you're down two touchdowns with a minute and a half left with with no uh, timeouts. As a defender, that's you're being I'm, you're disrespecting. No, I understand that. Like, I, let's go home. You can't <laughs> preach. Oh, we want to keep everybody safe for a brotherhood. And then you're trying to like. Get Mason Rudolph stats up or get your offensive stats up. It's bogus. So your coach's point, I 100% agree. I'm also not a Tomlin the Kitchens fan. You're setting the tone thing and people getting concussed. I get it. Those are bang-bang plays. And a lot of times the refs will tell you they see everything. They don't see half anything. They can't see everything. It's just impossible. And Riveron not getting involved into the Deontay Johnson thing. I think Al Riveron, although he's not the best, he's trying to let the people on the field do their job. He's trying. I understand that, but – but here's the thing, right? It, 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 we're in the day and age where we see everything, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying that you should slow every play down to bit-by-bit bit frame motion, right? Because mm-hmm. we just take, make games that are already way too long mm-hmm. and make them even longer. Mm-hmm. But when there's clear helmet-to-helmet violations, and you're saying you want to get that helmet-to-helmet play hit out of the game, and it's clear, not one, but two guys clearly hit a wide receiver in the helmet, and you do nothing about it, that's and, and he leaves the game for a concussion. I don't know. It's, it's just... I don't know. The NFL wants their cake and eat it, eat it too. Correct. They want a violent game, but then we want it to be safe. So, so either go either one way or the other. Either say, "Hey, play at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Everything's good to go." Mm-hmm. Or why was this hit fined? Why was the one player uh, thrown out of the game for the Deontay Johnson hit, mm-hmm. but the other ones weren't? Exactly. It, it doesn't make any logical sense, and you need to be consistent about it. And look, the, the rest are humans too. They're not like you said. They, they can't. There's only what seven, eight, nine of them out mm-hmm. there. They can't see every inch of every mm-hmm. play. I'm not saying they should, but you have the technology for the egregious stuff. Let's make the correction. Let's move on. Especially if you really, truly do want to get the hit shots to the head out of the game. So you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to. Um, but again, it's about, you know, it's just like with baseball, which I know you know a lot about. Oh, Pace a game. Um, and, and we've used the example before where you talk about, I'm going to throw baseball, and you talk about Aaron Judge, who's 6'7". Where's his strike zone? Oh. Right? It's all about levels of hips and this, yeah. that, and the third, and, you know, swing radius and all that stuff. Well, it's very similar with tackling. It's like pad level. Yeah. Where is your – where is my – if I'm six, where's three and a half – Where's the strike zone, per se? Where's the strike zone on a running back who's yeah. – on Juju Smith who's 5'11"? Yeah. Like, where's the strike zone? And if he lowers his head to protect himself or lowers his pads yeah. to protect himself and changes his level, Maybe. then, like, where am I to go? Because after I launch – I'm going so the NFL is trying to remove the launching from football and they're trying to make everything arm tackling. But then if you watch anything, it's like, man, nobody can tackle yeah. anymore. It's, 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 let's just put flags on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, no, we're never going to go there. It'll never be that. Uh, anyway, all right. Any more hot takes on this? Any, I think we've beaten this up pretty good. We beat it up pretty good. I think it was a good topic, done. I think it's something to, you know, talk about. Miles Garrett's going to lose a lot of money. 
Yeah. Uh, endorsements. Gonna, no doubt he'll lose endorsements. More than likely, he's going to lose a lot of endorsements. I mean, Pouncey's going to be a hero. Ah. And that's just how that goes. Um, you know, they're all going to lose a lot of money, um, of which, in, in, you know. But you know who's not going to lose a lot of money? The NFL. Anyway. No. All right. Look, question for you before you yes, go. Yes, yes. Tougher kids, Pensacola or Lakeland? Oh, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Lakeland kids. Oh, yeah, here we go. The only all thing right. good that happens in Lakeland. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a controversial podcast. You can get your own podcast and switch that statement. You're right. <laughs> Wait, we have other breaking news. Wait, other breaking news. You brought it up. Baseball. Ben Charrington has been hired by the Pittsburgh Pirates as the next general manager. Oh, you like it? I don't know anything about him. That's why I like it. He can only be. He can only. He can only go up from here. Well, We're ready. Seventy-four wins next year. Seventy-four. All right, Jabari. Thanks as always. Appreciate the time. Thank you.